0: In this episode, I talk to Matt Cohn about courage, willingness to fail, and what it's like after you've achieved at least a fraction of your dreams. There we go. Sit back and enjoy the show because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps. Big Changes. Big Change. Big Change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I'm sitting down with Matt Cohn. Now, when I first met Matt, he was just a punk kid with a whole lot of big dreams that, at least according to him, seemed completely out of reach. Then, a little over a year ago, he sent me a message saying he just quit his job and he was planning on following his dream and building his company. When I asked him what his plan was, he replied calmly and said, I'm moving to Colombia. No, seriously. This guy quit his full-time job, left all guarantees on the table, packed his bags and moved to Colombia. That's how far he was willing to go to make this happen. So, did it work? Well, I'll let him talk more about whether or not he's accomplished his goal, but seeing as he's now sitting in front of me as the proud founder of Different Hunger Media, a six-figure digital agency, it's clear he's managed to accomplish something incredible. In this episode, I intend to dive into the meat behind this story and learn all about the struggles, facepalm moments, and triumphs that have paved the way so far. So without further ado, Matt, how you feeling, man?
1: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Uh, that was a great intro, so I got to live up to it. So let's do that.
0: <laughs> well, first of all, welcome back to New York. Happy Thank to you. see you here. Let's let's jump back really quickly. Take me back to last year when you quit your job. How did you feel in that moment?
1: Yeah. So um, it's pretty crazy. I was actually just at my office where I was working one year ago today, right before this interview, because I had met up with a client for lunch and just in my downtime, I was on my laptop over there. But yeah, I mean, you know, quitting my job was something that I wrestled with for a long time. It was just something that kept me up at night. It was something that was at the front of my mind and I just couldn't shake it. And after, you know, months and months of putting it off, a few things just kind of came to a head. And I just realized that it was now or never, and I'm not getting any younger. I'm not going to have this type of freedom ever again in my life. And those were just some of the things that motivated me to finally take that leap. And it was scary as hell. It was exciting, but very scary. (laughs) But I knew that, like you mentioned, uh, putting myself in a position of either making it or breaking it would result in that, you know, it it wasn't about being romantic about it. It was just about option one is failing, falling flat on my face. Um, and option two is making it work. That makes sense. Uh, I'm curious when you decided to leave your job, what did you have going for
0: you in that moment?
1: Yeah. So I didn't have much. I had a failed business under my belt, uh, that I started a few months before with a 19 year old I met on Craigslist. Uh, so, you know, business school 101, (laughs) don't start businesses with strangers on Craigslist. Um, but the thing, not a great idea. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the thing with that is, you know, that's something that many people wouldn't do. And you know, looking back, that was just the greatest learning lesson of all time. I mean, I learned how to not be a successful business owner. And more importantly, I realized that failure, because that was kind of my first massive failure, you know, failure is really not that bad. It's just how you perceive it and how you learn from it. So at the time that I quit my job, I had been freelance web designing a little bit, but I did not have any clients. By the time that I left for Columbia, which was April 13th, 2015. And my last day, my last day was March 25th. In between that time, I managed to get one client. It was a $1,000 website design project for a CrossFit gym in Maryland, who I cold called uh, after getting just shouted out off the phone to some other CrossFit owners. But uh, I ended up getting one. So by the time I went to Columbia, I had $500 guaranteed income for the next 100,000 months. Nice. (laughs)
0: So how did you make that connection? You know, I'm going to leave my job and follow my dreams. Usually that's where the extreme part ends for most people. How did you make the connection? I'm also going to leave the country. Mm.
1: Yeah. So that's a good question. I mean, again, I had just failed a business. I was very well aware of the fact that New York City is not for people that do not have their shit together, whether that's in business, whether that's personally. And I just didn't you know, if if I could lighten the load and lighten the cost of living, then why not do that? So there were pretty much two reasons for moving to Colombia. One of them was cutting my cost of living. And secondly, and probably more importantly, was surrounding myself with the people that were doing what I wanted to do, which was run and manage an online business and build an online business at the time. And pretty much still, you know, the majority of my friends here in New York City are working a nine to five job. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I realized that my ambitions were not that. And so I knew that to accelerate my growth and development, I wanted to surround myself with the types of people that were already doing what I wanted to do. And I had two friends down there in Medellin and Medellin has kind of become a hub for online entrepreneurs and business owners. Um, So I knew that embedding myself in that environment would lend itself to a lot of learning. Makes sense. What about when you first got there? What was that like? Those first,
0: uh, let's say, five days, seven days.
1: Yeah. So, you know, first five days, uh, very exciting. You know, I'm moving to a brand new country that I've never been to. Just kind of soaking that in. And so, you know, that was exciting. I And, you know, Medellin, it's just a beautiful, beautiful country. The women there are just absolutely stunning. So, you know, I was enjoying the sights and sounds of the city. But, you know, once those kinds of initial emotions of excitement and, and uh, awe kind of wore off, I realized the situation that I was in, and that was I need to get my shit together and I needed to get some money in the bank. So it wasn't long after arriving that I just kind of put on my hustle cap and and just knew that I needed to get to work. Got it. So enjoy it for a second and then jump right to
0: business. Remember why you're there. Yeah, exactly. Um, What about the language barrier? Was that something that you're concerned about going into it or?
1: Um, You know, it's just another one of those things. I mean, I knew it was predominantly, you know, obviously a Spanish speaking country, it's not as touristy as like a Mexico where you go and you know you have no problem at all speaking English. Yeah. You know, Colombia is a place where you can go. And if you don't speak Spanish, you're gonna be at a kind of great disadvantage for yeah. navigating and, and immersing yourself in the culture. Um so I actually signed up to baselang.com, which is my buddy Connor's business, uh, yeah. which is an on demand Skype tutoring business. Can I just say Connor is a boss. Connor is a boss. Connor is the reason one again probably the main reason I ended up in in Medellin, Colombia. And he's just um, helped me out in so many ways on on my journey. But but yeah, I I signed up to Baselang. I I was taking about three to five classes per week. Um, and just trying to immerse myself in the culture and, and just really, um, you know, learn Spanish cause that's yeah. a, a super important. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if
0: you're going to move there, you have to embrace that culture and yep. uh, figure out how to, to be a part of it. So you, you mentioned a little bit earlier that you had $500 in guaranteed income beyond that. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Don't you think that's a little bit insane?
1: Yeah. So, um, Yeah. I mean, that that's the thing, you know, like I wanted to feel the heat. I wanted to feel the pressure. I wanted to feel like it was make or break Mm -hmm. um, because I was just tired of staying in that place of, do I quit my job? Do I, do I pursue my dream? Do I, do I make this happen? I, I just was tired of being in that kind of limbo and I wanted again to either go to the top or go to the bottom. And I knew that again, having just one client, uh, was, Mm -hmm. was going to force me to make it happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's this great quote by, um, Thomas Jefferson that I love. Uh, it's, if you want something you never had, you must be willing to do something you've never done. Mm. Uh, Would you say you agree with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. And do you think that that concept played some kind of role in just sort of this series of decisions to throw your life upside down and and make something happen?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and as I'm sure we'll discuss on this interview, um, you know, the the moments in your life where you are the most uncomfortable and the most compromised and the most scared are the moments that define who you are and define who you become. And yeah. um, you absolutely have to get out of that comfort zone and, and start uh, challenging everything you've been doing prior.
0: Yeah. I like to think that that comfort is is just another way of sort of dying slowly. Mm. Um, obviously, you need to have some sort of Baseline of realizing that you're safe, you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right. But uh, the more you stay exactly where you are, the the more you stay exactly yeah. where you are, and that's not a good thing because the world is continuing to yeah. move, and so you're going to get left behind. Um, okay, so uh, moving forward a little bit, uh, you spent about six months in Colombia, right? Uh, it the was, first time it was three, three, okay, three,
1: and then I came back to the Got U.S. Got it. Yeah. Okay,
0: so three months uh, the first time. So when you got back, uh, we all know that starting a business can be confusing. There's a billion and a half things to think about and figure out. And uh, did you feel like after those three months, you maybe had a little better idea of what you were doing or were you still just kind of like, this is hard. I, I really don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a good question. And and to be honest, so after I returned from Columbia, I was just very happy and grateful For the fact that I purchased that ticket with my own money and I didn't have to, you know, start a a Kickstarter (laughs) to fund my way home or anything like that. Um, So I really just focused on the fact that, look, I put myself in this position and I made it work. It wasn't pretty. I'm still bleeding a little bit and I'm still struggling and and stressed out. You know, my income was, I don't know, probably around anywhere from from two to four K. I actually... Uh, in July. So I quit my job at the end of March. In July, I actually ended up generating more income for myself than I did at my previous job. Um, so fantastic. that was that was around like three to 4k. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those little wins. And again, that bigger win of, of putting myself in this position and making it work just really motivated me to continue moving forward. And, and I didn't have it figured out yeah. by any means, but I had that momentum, mm-hmm. uh, which is what propelled me to keep moving yeah. forward. So it's kind of like still don't know everything, but I'm going to focus
0: on like, I had this success. I know I can do something else. Right. Focus on the wins that you have. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and I mean, it, it all happened extremely fast. Uh, I mean, we're talking a year and three months or a year and four months since you left your job. That's incredible turnaround when you first got back. So you, you just said that you didn't really know what you were doing still, but like you knew a little bit more, you were a yeah. little bit better. Uh, What were you working on at that time?
1: Yeah. So basically at that time I was doing freelance design for clients. Um, So basically I was designing websites and I was handing that over to my development team who I found overseas. Um, And so basically that allowed me to focus on design and refining my skill set, and at least getting it to the point where people started to see my portfolio and they're like, okay, look, this guy's got some skills. He's got some Mm -hmm. talent. Um, At the same time, I was documenting as much as I could um, through different hunger uh, Mm -hmm. because I realized that the situation I was in was a situation that a lot of people wanted to be in, but were very scared to be in. Um, So I I did my best to be very transparent and open about everything that was going on. Yeah, that makes sense. And, And that's a
0: really good quote that I want to pull out. Uh, you realize the situation you were in was something a lot of people wanted to be in. Mm. Even though it wasn't your ideal, it right. wasn't the dream you had, like it was still something that other people would want. Mm. And, and that's something that I think we all need to remember is uh, regardless of how bad we have it, there's somebody that has it worse. Right. And regardless of how far we are from our goals, there's somebody who's further. Yep. Uh, so trying to keep that in, in context is an incredible uh hack that I, I think can keep us moving forward and not getting discouraged day yep. by day. Um, so, okay. You just mentioned that, uh, you know, you got back, you didn't really know everything, but you knew more, your business was doing better. Your money came primarily from freelancing. And and I know around this point, I think you launched a course through Different Hunger. How did that uh work out and how'd you approach that?
1: Yeah. So I did launch a course in August through Different Hunger. And basically in June, I launched a blog post, which I still think is one of the best blog posts on the internet. Um, it's basically, I got in touch with over 75 world-class individuals, um, New York Times best-selling authors, comedians, um, Olympic gold medalists. Give me some names. Yeah. So Ray Romano, Ariana Huffington, Steve Weatherford, New York Giants, Super Bowl champion. So we're talking like big dogs. Yeah, exactly. So I basically what I did was I asked all of these people for their best advice to their 20 something self. And I put it into just a massive, epic, valuable blog post. Um, And that blog post, I can tie back pretty much all my success that has happened since then. And going back to this course, I you know, again, I was in a position that I was a few steps ahead of, of some of the people that were reading and, and, and following along. So what I did was I put together an information product, a course, um, helping people just kind of get clear on how to take action on their ambitions. And I, uh, used my own story and I also integrated all of the different advice, uh, that I had received. Got it. Okay. So something wasn't right though. Like
0: Forgive me for saying this, but, you know, I'm thinking about uh, your life during this period, or at least what I knew about it. And like you said, there's a lot of people that would want to be in that position. I mean, I know uh, at that point, like I was freelancing as well and, and doing my own stuff and, and wasn't really able to get much traction. And so I was sort of watching your progress and realizing how much you're moving. And then I found myself wanting to be in, mm-hmm. in your situation. But I assume something must not have been right. Because you did eventually go back to Columbia. You did eventually make some major changes. So what was that feeling then that, that sort of sparked all of the things that came afterwards?
1: Yeah. So um, basically what was happening was I was getting paid to design and develop websites And then I was spending that money on Different Hunger, which at the time was a passion project. Uh, You know, again, I had launched that course. I made my first thousand dollars. But other than that, Different Hunger was not generating an income. But I was spending a lot of time on it. And again, investing money and time and money into it. I was doing an interview series, that sort of stuff. And at the end of the year, I found myself in debt, about $4,000 of debt. And it was just you know, I had achieved some amazing things, some things that I'm very proud of, um, up until that point. But at the same time, I did not have a stable financial foundation. And it was just like, look, I've been doing this for 12 months. I've been working my ass off. I've been doing the right things and I'm just still not seeing the progress. I'm not, I'm not financially stable. And it was a wake up call because I realized that, the message that I'm spreading is that you can pursue the things that matter most to you and turn that into a lifestyle, turn that into a career, and and turn that into an impact and a legacy. Uh, and here I was starting the year off in debt, and I felt like a hypocrite. Um, I felt like I was letting people down, and I realized that I had to get my shit together, and specifically, I had to get my finances together. So. I just made it non-negotiable. It was like, look, I'm, this is going to be the last year that I ever worry about my finances. I don't want to ever worry about paying rent again. I don't want to ever ask my 21 year old college brother for money. Cause that's a That's what happened. Yeah. And so I just got really committed and, and laser focused on building my finances and, and stabilizing that foundation. Um, and that really was just the best decision I've ever made in my life. Absolutely. Um, So
0: you you decided to go back to Columbia, I assume, partially to to cut costs again and give yourself the time to make those changes. I'm going to fast forward a little bit, but then we're going to jump back in because I do have some questions about the last five months or so. You now run a six figure digital agency. You're building out a media platform. Uh, You're building out some consultancy stuff, and and you're really building something that has a lot of potential to make a lot of impact, uh, both on the inspiration side of showing other people how it can be done and on just doing great work and
1: putting it out into the market. How do. does that, how does that feel? It feels fucking great. I mean, um, every day I'm super, super grateful and thankful for everything that has happened and everything that I know will happen. Um, And I'm just trying to keep, you know, a a stable head on my shoulders and and just using the progress and the momentum that I've been generating to continue to move me forward. Um, But yeah, I mean, every day I'm working from a place of gratitude. I'm working from a place of being thankful. And I'm just kind of an eternal optimist. No matter what, I know that I'm going to find the silver lining. I'm going to find the opportunity to improve and learn and develop. And um, at this point, I'm ready to take over the world. That's amazing. Well, I,
0: I have to ask, though, because uh, one of the, the main themes of this show, part of why it's done as well as it has, is I avoid fluff as much as possible. Like, I, I think that there's far too much of it. And I know that that's something you agree with as well. Yeah. Uh, so so you just I really want to know where that comes from, that feeling of I know I'm going to do it, that feeling of I know that I'm capable of it. Like, mm. Where is that coming from? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's a good question. And, you know, we just talked about it because look, I, I quit my job. I I moved to an unknown country for three months into a culture I've never, you know, immersed myself in a culture I've never been to. And I had no, no dollars coming in and I made it work. And so when you're able to look back on those types of experiences, it's kind of like, okay, what's next? What can I not conquer? Um, And, you know, in the same way that you go to the gym, to get stronger, you know, you're continually pushing your muscles to the threshold, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the same thing for, for really anything that you're trying to develop. And, and as far as what you're talking about, like that confidence and that motivation and that drive, you know, every day, every project, every, everything I'm doing is, is pushing that threshold a little bit more. And it's amazing to see how far I've come. Um, But again, it's just kind of stacking that progress on top of each other. And it's really just, 1% 1% daily is all you need. And you just need to reflect on better. that.
0: Tiny leaps, baby. Yes, sir. Um, okay. Uh, jumping back into Colombia. just just last question on that.
1: You've been back now for how long? Uh, you mean- Back in Colombia? Ah, uh, right. So I moved back to Colombia on uh, March 29th. Okay. So about a little over two months. Yeah. Uh, about two days past two months. What
0: has been the sort of major shift- Uh, since going back? Because I know a lot of the real gains financially have come in the last three, four months. Uh, What has been that major shift in business strategy, in uh, confidence, in in projects you're working on? Like, What is it that has allowed that to happen?
1: Yeah. So um, that's a good question. I think there's two things. Uh, One thing, and it can really be boiled down to one thing, but for the purposes of being more specific, Um, first of all, it's mindset. And then second of all, it's um, systems. And so first of all, mindset is, is just, everybody talks about it. And, you know, I think there is a lot of fluffiness around that term. Yeah. But it's real. Uh,
0: Let's be honest. It's, it's fluffy because a lot of people use it
1: inappropriately, but it's real. Yeah, exactly. And so basically when I, at the beginning of the year, decided to get my shit together. Um, I hired a business coach. I started working out six days a week. I started waking up at 6.30 and just making my success non-negotiable. And something that I learned through my business coach, uh, who, who really helped me with this, is systematically transforming your mindset. Because any sort of substantial change that you're going to make It's a matter of changing your identity from the person that you are today at this very moment to the person and the identity of the person that you want to become in the future. So what I did during this time was my current identity was I'm Matt, I'm a burnt out freelancer that's $4,000 in debt, and I'm working every single day to become Matt, who never has to worry about money, who has massive impact on the lives of other people, and who genuinely is contributing to that impact and, and, you know, impacting people positively and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so basically what I did was every single day I reviewed my business goals. I, re- I reviewed my personal goals, which also have reasons for each of those. Um, and then I reviewed a kind of three to four paragraph uh, bit about the person that I was going to become. And and I kind of wrote this in the, in the form of as if I had already achieved these things. So I'm every day I'm looking through these. Every day I'm looking at the accomplishments that I will achieve. But again, I'm looking at it as if it's already happened. Um and for example, you know, I said transformed a personal blog into a multi million dollar media brand. Um, And every day I'm looking at that. And so that mindset shift was just amazing because basically my inner world was already achieving that success. And it was just a matter of my external world catching up. And that's what happened. Got it. Um, and then as far as systems go, basically, uh, and, and this was a quote that my buddy Ian shared with me, who's my business coach. But basically he said that you should never have to think a thought more than once unless it's enjoyable. And just think about how powerful that is, you know, because the fact of the matter is we're all going to die. And we all have a limited number of decisions that we're going to make. It could be a hundred decisions. It could be a hundred thousand decisions, but there's a number and it's real. It's there. You can either spend your time making decisions like, what am I going to eat for lunch? What am I going to wear? What am I going to do to my hair? What am I going to do to my beard? Or you can make spend your time on decisions like, what is the impact that I'm going to leave in this world? How am I going to change the lives of other people? And what am I going to be remembered for? So when you can create systems that allow you to focus on those world changing, impactful tasks, you're just destined to make shit happen. And and that's kind of, yeah, that's,
0: that's, that's amazing, man. All right. So I think I know the answer. I think you've already sort of uh, said it in this conversation uh, and we, we have a, a, a couple of things left, but uh, you mentioned earlier that you, one of your biggest uh, things that sort of set it off was this massive roundup post reaching out yep. to these uh, world changing people and, and asking them what they would give it, tell themselves. Uh, so I want to know, what would you tell yourself on the day you quit? Uh, <laughs> what would you, what would you go back and say? Mm. as it relates to building a business?
1: Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I would say think way bigger. Cut your learning curve in half by just relentlessly learning from people that have already done what you're trying to do. And just get very specific about, like I said, you know, the identity of the person that you want to become, the impact that you want to leave in the world. And just focus on every single day, improving by 1% and you're just, you're going to make it happen if if that's your approach. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to jump into the
0: rapid fire section and then we're going to do some audience questions. Um, But before that, I want to pull out some themes that I'm hearing. I want to make sure the listeners are picking up on it. Uh, I'm hearing a theme around courage and that it takes an enormous amount of courage to face the fears you've had to face in the last year. Those moments where you had to reach out to your 21 year old brother and ask for money, or maybe you weren't Positive that you could get back from Colombia without yeah. a Kickstarter. Um, and I'm also hearing a theme around conviction and commitment towards the goal that you set out with, so much so that you'd make major changes in your life in order to make that happen. Um, so for those of you listening, my takeaways so far is that in order to achieve the things you want to achieve, even outside of business, but definitely in business you need to be courageous. You need to face those fears that you currently have, and you need to be committed and have the conviction to never set, uh, take a step away from that goal. Okay. So rapid fire. Uh, we've got four quick ones, biggest business lesson you've learned so far.
1: Um, biggest business lesson I've learned so far. So biggest business lesson, I would say that if you appeal to everyone, you appeal to no one. Um, It's all about getting very specific with what you're providing and who you're targeting. Perfect. Um, This one might take a little bit longer, but still try to go rapid. Number one quality
0: about you specifically that has aided your success. Like what is it Mm. about you that has helped you?
1: Yeah, I would say optimism. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Um, what book, podcast, or digital resources are you following? And that can include uh, leaders in the space. Mm.
1: Yeah, so honestly, right now, I'm more in the kind of execution mode as opposed to like learning and studying, but um, I can list off a few just like kind of world changing books yeah. and resources I've read. Uh, one of those would be the obstacle is the way by Ryan holiday. Love it. So
0: much. Yes.
1: Um, another, For those w-
0: of you listening, I did a uh, review episode on that back in like the first 20 episodes. I have no idea which one, so go find it.
1: <laughs> um, another one is uh, flow, the, the book by the uh, researcher Check he's from Russia. It's so hard to pronounce. <laughs> yeah. Those two, those two really jump out at me right perfect, now. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Number one skill you've
0: learned that has enabled growth in your business.
1: Um, I would say just humility, losing my ego and, and regardless of whether it's true or not, just believing that there's something to learn in with every interaction and every person you meet. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay.
0: So uh, we're going to jump into some audience questions for those of you listening or watching on the Facebook live. These questions were pulled from uh, the tiny leaps private Facebook group, which is currently rounding up to about 1500 members. So if you have not joined, make sure you do. You don't want to miss out on being able to submit to future interviews, watching the live stream, so on and so forth. Head over to Facebook, search tiny leaps to request access. Okay, so Noah James asks about the hours of sacrifice you've had to put in to make this possible, and how much time you spent doing things you disliked.
1: Mm. Yeah, so that's a really good question. Um,
0: or I want to frame this properly: things you felt too tired to do, because I think that's that's much more common amongst the listeners.
1: Yeah, so I think you know, I think if you're really committed to this. And this being making your dream of entrepreneurship work, you know, you just have to be a little bit crazy. You have to be willing to just hear no, no, no consistently and, and just spin your wheels. Um, and, and one, it was May. So again, I, I moved to Columbia in April and in May I worked, I don't know, I think it was over 300 hours in total. Um, I think it was at most, it was around like 85 to 90 hours a week. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, that's, that's around like 10 to 12 hour days and you know, that's needed, especially when you're new and you don't know what you're doing. Um, but that should not, that's not sustainable and, uh, you know, you definitely want to Um, be very clear on how you are spending your time. Something that has completely changed the game for me since the new year. And since working with my business coach is at the end of every day, I'm auditing my tasks and I'm assigning values to those tasks. So from $10, a hundred dollars, $500 and $5,000. And so basically by doing that, I'm Getting very clear on how I'm spending my time. So if I see that I'm spending three three hours on on emails on a ten dollar task, I know that I'm not going to hit my goals. Yeah. Um, so it's about being very clear on how you are spending your time, and then determining you know which tasks are valuable enough for you to continue doing so, and then outsourcing the rest. Yeah, and that's actually incredibly helpful,
0: uh, even for me as as I. Um, some of the listeners, at least the ones in the community, know that I'm, I'm making a big push to scale up uh, this media company and am in the process of making my first two hires. And, and so uh, I've been struggling with, OK, what do I outsource? What do I keep doing? That sort of thing. And, and, and so that's incredible advice. I just want to mention the number one thing I've ever done for my own career as an entrepreneur and, and as a, a business builder is take a sales job. Cause I, I only lasted about six months, but I guarantee you, I hated every single day of it. Yeah. Um, and the constant rejection and constant nos, and constantly being ignored, yeah. uh, that taught me so much more about just doing things I disliked yeah. than, than anything else. Uh, so no, I hope, uh, that helps. Peter Coulter asks what you had to leave behind on your big move down to Columbia and whether or not you had any sort of plan for for what your backup would be.
1: Right, um, yeah, so what I left behind was stability, I left behind friends, I left be- behind a situation that I was comfortable in. And the backup plan, I, I mean, and this is going back a little bit to like around courage and that sort of thing, I mean, I, I appreciate that, absolutely. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, what's the worst case scenario here? you know, I quit my job. I moved to Columbia. Let's say I get zero clients and I just make an ass of myself, tap into my savings, deplete my savings and, and have to go home. And, and then I start from there in the grand scheme of things that compared with the other solution or the other outcome of making my dream a reality and living life on my own terms. I mean, that was just on it's the scale, small on the scale. Pay. It's not yeah. even a, a contest.
0: Yeah. If it works, you win big. If it doesn't, you don't lose that much. Exactly.
1: So yeah. I as far as like a backup plan, you know, there was no real backup plan and and that was kind of the whole point. Um, and again, most people do have a backup plan, but yeah, again, most people take a little bit longer or, or, or delay and, and stay comfortable. But I knew again that I wanted to either force my success or my failure. So definitely. And I want to, you know, provide some
0: context here. Uh, you're what, 25, 26, 25, 25. So, uh, for those of you, uh, I know a lot of my listeners are maybe mid thirties, early forties, have families, kids, that sort of thing. Uh, there's going to have to be some sort of filtering of this information into what can work for your own life. Like you can't really pack up and move to Columbia unless your family's also down to do that. <laughs> um, but the point is that there is some way to make it work. Uh, It's a little bit easier when you're younger and maybe it gets a little bit more difficult to figure out once you have added responsibilities, but it's still possible. It's never impossible to do. And and so you can take this advice, filter it through to what works for you in your life and also what your tolerance is. And then just start try something, do something Mm. like make something happen, even if it's not the biggest thing in the world. If you're never a millionaire or a billionaire. You guys know I always say this. Everyone can improve their life. Every single person. Not everyone's going to have a six pack. Not everyone's going to be rich. But everybody can move up from where they currently are. And that should be your goal. So, Matt, I want to thank you. I do have one last question. I was posted by Peter, but I'm also super curious. How do you define success?
1: Success. Yeah, so um, I'd say success is waking up every day in paradise and, and what is paradise? I mean, paradise is, is waking up and just being so grateful and proud of the life that you have and and the life that you've built. Um, and just allowing that positivity and that Mm -hmm. gratitude to just fuel your day to day. I love that. And, um, uh, I did an
0: episode a while back on how confidence is is built. Uh, Mindy Kaling actually has a great viewpoint on this that I love and and have talked about multiple times. Uh, confidence comes from earning it, uh, and I I think that's that's how that definition of success sort of resonates with me is waking up every day knowing that you feel like you you made it, even mm-hmm. if you're not a billionaire or a millionaire. Yeah you're happy with where your life is because you worked for it and you made it happen. And and that's where that confidence comes from that we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. So with that said, that's it for this interview. Do you want to leave us with anything uh, in the the realm of how we get in touch with you, how we learn more about what you're doing, how can we find your business, that sort of thing?
1: Yeah. So um, right now, I, again, I, put a hold on different hunger and creating content because that was why I went broke. Um, but now that, you know, my business has, has been growing and, and I'm in a more stable financial position, I'm getting content ready to just blow up. I'm working very hard to get my content ready and, and shipped and delivered to the world. Um, but right now, the main place that I am updating people and sharing content is in the different hunger Facebook group. Um, so you can find that at different hunger.com slash FB group. So, so yeah, that's the best place to follow me and and keep up and and learn about what's, what's coming next. So. Perfect. And I will have links to everything in this episode, Matt, I
0: want to thank you for joining me. This has been incredible. I've loved getting to catch up and hear your story. I know I pulled an enormous amount out of this episode. I'm sure the people driving to work or working out right now or cleaning or or whatever it is also have have learned a lot. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Be sure to leave a rating and review. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so that brand new episodes can be delivered directly to your favorite listening device by magic. Um, If you haven't already, join the private Facebook group, head over to Facebook, search Tiny Leaps, and also join Matt's private Facebook group, head over to differenthunger.com slash FB group, or just search Different Hunger since you're already on Facebook joining my group. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Be sure to tune into the next episode. And until then, I want to remind you that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day, every day, every day.